loving life, learning, and getting laid, sometimes things be retrograde. Oh, I thought you were saying sometimes we get laid. And I was like, never things have been more accurate. <laughs> Welcome to That's So Retrograde. <laughs> I'm Elizabeth Cott, and Steph. Stephanie Simbari is joining me uh, As I going through her bag. Do. Yeah, I just oh, found two vitamins in this front pouch. Uh, That's on brand. Yeah. Welcome to the show. This is a wellness you, podcast. When you find vitamins in your purse, do you just like take them? Could you just trust yeah, yourself? Duh. Yeah, okay, that's all I am too. I'm but. like, this might be either maca or digestive enzyme. We'll see. Yeah, either way. Either way. Benefits. Great. Yeah. Um, I am currently rubbing this CBD hand lotion on my hands. Oh my God, the, you guys, this is so incredible. It's called OG Grandma and it has 100 total cannabinoids in it mixed with cocoa butter and shea butter and it's not only... A wonderful lotion just because it's very moisturizing. But also it absorbs into your skin and is a painkiller as well. Living for that. Loving this new era of of, uh, marijuana life. This this two th- one little golden nugget of 2016. It's been very exciting to witness the development of marijuana derivatives as painkillers and like like aids in life. I feel like we're really the whole like weed is a drug thing is now pretty much like done and debunked and now we're really moving into that era of of healing and medicine and we're seeing it in all different kinds of products and as it becomes legal more and more places it's like there's a CBD chocolate bar at Air One sure a it's $25 but thank you for that but it still exists and yeah. I think that's it's like really cool it's amazing yeah we need to get into that industry yeah, well, Hello? we're working on okay. it. Yeah. I will say there's this really cool brand, Lord Jones. Mm-hmm. They, Is that Whoopi's land brand? No, no, no. It's actually an L.A.-based brand here, and they were, like, really incredible people who worked in, like, PR and marketing, mm-hmm. and they decided that there needs to be, like, a really chic, like, fun, like, gift that you would give instead of a bottle of wine, this, like, beautifully packaged, really cool, delicious chocolates and edibles. Love that. They also make CBD stuff as well amazing um, they're really great they have them at a lot of dispensaries so lord jones check them out we'll get more into some products that we're feeling at the end of the show yeah but right now what is it we have ambi sitham in studio we have one more astro forecast for 2016 folks welcome to the show ambi sitham of alchemywithambi.com also our brown grandmother namaste <laughs> namaste thanks for being with us uh, Grandchildren, it's always lovely. To see you <laughs> Even when you are naughty, and I'm not giving you cakes today. Oh there we are. You just had a birthday. Happy belated. Thank you. What Finally did you? Twenty five. Twenty five. Looking forever. great. Um, what did you do to celebrate? I am celebrating all month long, but mm-hmm. I went and ce- celebrated in the hot springs, the desert hot springs, soaking in natural mineral pools and drinking champagne. Ooh. Not necessarily a good combination. Yeah. You get really rather dehydrated, but I highly recommend this place. Um, awesome. Called, what, what was it called? It's called the Springs, and it's in the desert hot springs, and it's just cool. all these amazing pools and just a wonderful way to think about your solo return and the year ahead and what you want for the year ahead. Solo return? What's that? So your birthday in soul astrology is actually called your solar return. Solar. Okay. I thought you solar. said solar. Oh, so, yeah. Or solo. Yeah. I was like, your solo solar. return. That sounds like a, a journey one goes on themselves and they can't talk and you eat Oh no, not mix. solo. To me solo. it sounds like a Tribe Called Quest song. <laughs> <laughs> solo return. Okay. Solar. 
Okay, solar. 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 Yeah, that's my accent. Okay, so your solar return is when the sun. Still saying it the same way. <laughs> <laughs> you are so low. Too low. Um, your solar return is when the sun returns to the exact spot that it was in at the time of your birth. Ooh. Oh. Um, which means that every year it can actually vary from a day or so from your actual birthday, oh. right? Because of how the cosmos moves and everything yeah. like that. And it's when, when the sun returns to that exact spot, sort of, for me, it was, I think, 12.5 degrees of Sagittarius. That's actually my birthday, my astrological soul astrology birthday. So your solar return is when you celebrate, you know, the sun is shining on my chart and it's showing me the energies that are coming up for the year ahead. And so. then when can we, how do we find this on our chart? Oh, it's really easy. So basically, um, actually on my revised website, mm -hmm. you'll be able to find it because um, you can use the new chart calculator to find out your solar return. Um, okay. And there's an option to do that. Ooh. And then you can see what your solar return is and you can see it will cast you with a mini chart for the year. Oh. Which is amazing because it almost shows you the energies that have been gifted to you by the cosmos for your birthday year ahead. Oh, wow. Thank you, Cosmos. Yeah. We love the Cosmos. We really do. <laughs> Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so here we are, December 2016. We've had many conversations this year about the various astro events and the retrogrades. And what do we need to know for this closing of this insane fucking year? This year's been year. a doozy, huh? This year has been just... very, very intense. I mean, I personally have had, and, I, and I'm not saying this smugly because I've had my first share of poopy years, but this has been in, in, you know, an incredible, wonderful year for me on a personal level. But it's been intense. And even those other people, I know for a lot of people, it's been very, very tough. Mm -hmm. A lot of hard lessons. A lot of, a loss. Lot of loss. A lot of death. And a lot of destruction, a lot of, you know, we're seeing just things just being destroyed, systems, community things destroyed around us. And I think that's been really, really hard to stomach, even if you've had a blessed sort of year on a personal level. Um, you know, we are halfway through Pluto and Capricorn. And I always said that this midpoint of Pluto and Capricorn, you know, it's eight years in, is where the worst destruction is happening. And I think because of wow. that, we're just seeing so much destruction in terms of the infrastructures around us, governments, banks, mm. all these all these kind of patriarchal in infrastructures. We're seeing that them, you know, even if we don't think that they're being destroyed, they are in the midst of being destroyed so that we can have a rebirth. And, you know, they always say as much of a cliche as it sounds, it's the darkest before dawn. Yeah. And so I think we're at that lowest point of that destruction. And that's why a lot of people have felt like this year. It's just been like everything seems to be dissipating around us. And there's a feeling of panic and loss and what's next. But it's only from this darkness that we can rebuild. So I think that we all need to look at it from that perspective. Um that's a very positive way of looking at it, and yeah. I subscribe. It's interesting. Like I kind of felt that way about the election, like that exact oh. same way. Is just like, okay, well now we know that this is our low point. Like what <laughs> needs to be exposed, and we can like rise from it. Hopefully, absolutely. And you know, we talked about the election, and you know, this is not what I predicted as an outcome. And this just proves what I say to everyone about the cosmos, which is. Things are not set in stone. You know, there are opportunities and there are cosmic windows of opportunities. There's, there's possibilities. The stars impel, they do not compel. Mm. And I think that the one thing that I've certainly definitely, definitely felt as a result of everything that's gone on is the apathy of a lot of people. You know, half the, pop half the country didn't vote pretty so much. Crazy. We have to look at that and think, 
What does that, what's that? It's a call to action. It's a call to action. And it's like, we all need to be mini Bernie Sanders, you know, in our own communities for the, uh, affecting the people around us. and being Short little Jewish men. Love short little Jewish men. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly married a couple. Uh, same. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh dear that's a whole nother that's whole a different nother. show yeah that's a different that's a good show uh, <laughs> um, but you know we need to have that consciousness that Bernie consciousness and apply it to our communities and to the causes that that affect us because we can't just sit back and as armchair people you know good people sitting back and saying this is really terrible we have to get out there and make the change so I think that we should use this as much as I was as devastated and I couldn't even vote which was horrific because I'm living in this country and have my babies mm-hmm. in this country and I still can't vote yeah. um, so that was horrific but you know it gives us an opportunity to, to for action it's a call to action so that's yeah. how we need to look at it I love that phrase armchair person it's like you're comfy you serve Poised. a purpose but like you need to get up and like you might be typing be more of a service to the room other than just looking good and being cozy yeah <laughs> I love Absolute. that that's I love that <laughs> that's, that's so great <laughs> Okay, so the Pluto-Capricorn transit is is in motion. So the Pluto-Capricorn transit is halfway through it. I mean, it's a hugely long transit, right? Eight years. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, it's actually 16, 16 years. years. So we're halfway oh, we're through at eight, at the eight-year eight eight point. Year yeah, point. we're at the exact Pluto's rough. all the way out there. Pluto is, I think he's going to be my next gong, because I think I need to gong him around. Oh. Yeah, Pluto's going to be able to drive at the end of all this. <laughs> <laughs> Pluto's going to be the next president, seriously. Um, anyway. And we so, thought Pluto wasn't a planet anymore. Oh, poor Pluto. Remember that? That's just a lie. That's NASA who needed NASA smack. tried to discard it, and then we discarded NASA. NASA needed a good spanking. Yeah. And so they got it. Naughty NASA. They don't exist anymore. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, look, you know, for all of us, what can we think about this? A couple of things for us to think about this next month. Look at the Capricorn-ruled part of your chart, right? Okay. So where is Capricorn on the cusp of your natal chart, which is, you know, you'll see the little glyph, the little astrological figure for it, and look at the life areas covered by that house and think about the destruction, the, 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 the power struggles that you may have experienced on a personal level in that house since 2008 and think about what has been destroyed and how you can rebuild now. So that, you know, by the, over the next eight years, you can be rebuilding in that area and how you may have felt that you had lack of power in that area, in those areas of life and how you can now take that personal power back, you know, and be powerful in those areas of life. So it's just a really good exercise for everybody to do because we have Mercury retrograde coming up in both Sagittarius and Capricorn. Again? Right. Okay, let's talk about this. This is the final, final of the oh, year. Oy vey. December 19th. And how long is it going for this time? It's three weeks. Oh. So it's, you know, it's, it basically takes us into the new year. But listen, this is one thing I would say first off is if you're going to do your holiday shopping, if you're doing Christmas, Christmaca, yeah, Christmas, yeah. Hanukkah, Christmaca, yeah. any holiday shopping, try and do it like ASAP stat. Because otherwise, you know, if you leave it too close to Mercury retrograde, you know, everything goes wrong. That's when you have credit card fraud. That's when it turns up and it's the wrong thing or it doesn't get delivered mm. in time. So just do your Christmas shopping now. And what about Ugh. I feel like a lot of people work wise, they're wrapping up projects right now mm-hmm. for the end of the year. This is what makes me a little nervous because try and wrap we up need to... in the next week and week or so. I mean, definitely, okay. th- th- you know, there's obviously retrograde shadow and essentially we are in retrograde shadow, but that's OK. But it's just like as you
you get closer to the... Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, of course. Okay, because okay, I, I mean, I don't really swear in normal life, but I can swear here. Yeah. Um, it's a but, safe you know, place. It's retrograde a safe place. land. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but as we get closer to the actual retrograde, that's when that clusterfuck shadow stuff starts to happen. It it's that. It's swear. that. It's <laughs> That felt really nice on my ears. I loved it. My boyfriend says that. <laughs> um, but you know, it's that few days before the um, retrograde, the official retrograde. That that four or five days just before that shadow. That's when things go hor- horribly wrong. And the shadow is just the shadow. Did it already start. It's the shadow's already started, yeah. but it just gets. It's basically. It's like imagine Mercury is just doing his little moving thing up there in the cosmos, and he's like starting to get ready for his retrograde, and he's casting a little shadow, and it gets darker and darker and darker, and as it gets darker and darker and darker. It starts to like obfuscate and confuse matters, confuse our minds, send our mail to the wrong place. It's very irritating. Sounds um, Hitchcockian. Very. <laughs> <laughs> so the. We started the year with a retrograde. We're ending the year in a retrograde. Yes. How are they different? Well, I mean, uh, you know, the exact aspects of it, and I will write about this in my cosmic update, and you know, in the next uh, blog post that I do. But essentially, they're starting us off and they're ending us um, with asking us to look at the Capricorn ruled and Sagittarius ruled areas of life. I think that this, I think in a way the cosmos is working to help us. It started us off at the beginning of the year saying, hey guys, it's Saturn and Pluto that are your big teachers at the moment for all of you, regardless of whatever sign you are. Okay. But why? Because Saturn has been in Sagittarius since the end of 2014 and has been teaching us lessons and, you know, slowing us down in those areas of life. So Saturn covers which areas of life? Saturn is basically structure, uh-huh. uh, boundaries, karma, doing things by the book, and he's the lord of time. With Saturn, he's all about get your shit in order, and I will reward you. If you don't have your stuff in order, your poop in order, then I will come in and I will flatten you. Yeah. Mm. And, and then, so present. when it's in Sagittarius, how do these? What's so Sagittarius, with that? The Sagittarius is in the natural zodiac is all about the law, justice, foreigners, you know, immigration, all of the issues that we're seeing coming up and this kind of fear that we have around, you know, not we we have, but some people are trying to imbue exactly in those areas of life. So it's like foreign countries, foreign people, differences. Walls, etc. Religion, yeah, Mexican walls and so on. So that seems very much on like a macro level. What about on like a personal micro level? Exactly. So on a micro level, you need to look at where is Sagittarius covering your, where is Sagittarius in your unique natal chart? Mm -hmm. Because it's those life areas that are going to have Saturn shining a light saying, hey, you haven't sorted this out. Hey, you haven't done this by the book. Hey, you have some past karma to deal with over this. You haven't dotted these I's you haven't crossed these T's and he will make you feel slow down stuck a bit depressed fearful just like you're getting bitch slapped basically um you know in those life areas until you say hey I'm, I'm hearing you loud and clear you want me to be grown up you want me to be serious you want me to sort my stuff out and then you're going to reward me because he does reward I promise you I'm a Sagittarius, by the way, and Saturn in my sun sign has been exhausting. Mm, so this actually leads to a very appropriately topicked uh, Ask Ambi question that we got from Ashley. She says she loves the podcast. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Keep no, she goes that every time Elizabeth reads any mail, she has to <laughs> inject that they complimented us. Well, that's how it starts. <laughs> no, you know, I, know. I don't want to like dishonor the email. But they love it's us. hysterical. <laughs> so she, but you know what she says? Keep Nama slaying. Oh, I so love, I love oh, that. I love that. I Ashley, I you're that, cool. But I, I love that. Thank you, Ashley. Um, she says I have a question for Ambie. 
I am a Sagittarius birthday, November 24th, 1987. Shout out to my fellow Sagittarius, Ambie. That's what she says. Hi, Ashley. I know we are approaching the season of Sagittarius in November, and I was wondering if there's anything I should be doing to prepare for my upcoming birthday and entering the sign of Sagittarius. I am almost certain I'm going through my Saturn return because 2016 has been kicking my ass. Just like we create new moon intentions, is there anything specific I should be doing to prepare for a new year in my life? Hashtag 29 and looking fine. Oh. Sending positive vibes and peace signs. Ashley. Great question, Ashley. I love all your taglines. So do I. Yeah. Ashley's great. Obviously, she's great. She's such a terrorist. You're 29. You want want an internship? Yeah. Or (laughs) I have time for that, right? (laughs) Okay. So poor Ashley. First of all, you know, she, you know, you, Ashley, she, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm acting as I'm talking to Ashley. Ashley, you've gone through your Saturn return. You've gone through the worst of it. Your Saturn return in Sagittarius has been, I'm sure, incredibly difficult, but you are over the worst because you are an earlier born Sagittarius. You are over the worst. I would, I want to tell you that things are going to get better and that there's going to be a reward coming to you by the end of next year. If you can try and, and integrate some of the lessons of Saturn into your life and just try and align yourself a little bit more. So you obviously don't talk exa- you know, in great detail about exactly what the issues and the problems have been, but I would make a list about this last year and be like, what, what were my disappointments? What did I learn? How do I limit myself? And how can I stop? This is a great exercise for all. For all When it comes of us. to giving like a culmination of the year. Yeah, and we can all be doing that in relation to the Sagittarius ruled parts of our charts and the Capricorn ruled parts of our charts. But just to finish off on Ashley, she is over the, you know, you are over the worst, Mazel Ashley. Mazel tov, Ashley. Yeah, mazel tov. So how long does Saturn stay in Sag for? Saturn will be leaving Sagittarius in December 2017. Okay. Uh, kind of mid-December 2017. And Saturn is notorious for being like a pain in the Poughkeepsie, like head teacher, a bit like me, a bit like brown grandma, like <laughs> wrapping mm-hmm. you on your hands when you're doing things wrong. But then when you do the work, Saturn rewards. So I'm telling you that everybody, and I've lived this obviously over, you know, over the years and seen, experienced it. And it's just trying to integrate the lessons you've learned from Saturn and trying to take responsibility and knowing that you will and being open to receiving in that area of life. But I'm telling you, people are going to get a nice bit of juju in their lives towards the end of next year. Doesn't mean there's going to be no good juju before then. But I'm just saying that, you know, everything's a process. Saturn is the Lord of time. Right. So we have time. We want everything now. And really, time, space, and motion, you know, arguably that's a whole other podcast session, but there, there is no time, space, and motion. It's like whatever you want, whatever's due to you is actually there. It's just like you need to kind of reach beyond the dimensions to get it. So if you think of Saturn in that way, what you're doing today, what you're struggling to, with today is your blessing of tomorrow. Mm. But if you can tap into the blessing part and if you can tap into the miracle, then you don't look at the struggle today in that same with that same filter. Do you have any advice or kind of technique? Because I feel like sometimes... I love that so much and that's such a good thing to remember when you're going through a hard time that like in just a simple transmutation it, whatever you're struggling with will become a gift but like I think in that moment it's difficult to tap into that awareness when you're struggling so do you have like a phrase or like a mantra you know, or like something to, that people can work with to, to sort of move through that you know I don't think I'm the first by any means to be coming up with this expression so a lot of other great sort of spiritual teachers and mentors have said this but I think that it's one that my teacher told me m- over a decade ago and it's like this is happening 
for me, not to me. Mm. You know, so when, you know, I've been fired before or I've had like a horrific breakup where, you know, whatever's happened and I've always just been like uh, crying, but saying, okay, midst crying, sort of saying, this is happening for me, not to me. This is happening for me, not to me, like a mantra. And it doesn't always help take away the Im- immediate pain, but it helps me go, there must be a reason for this. It helps you get a hold of yourself. Yeah. yeah. And trust, because mm-hmm. you have to have faith. Without faith, you can't have anything. Can we go back to sure. this retrograde in particular mm-hmm. quickly? Um, Steph had asked a great question um, in how does this retrograde differ from... The past three past this year. three this year. Well, this, so in a, in a sense, this retrograde, they're kind of bookend, these retrogrades in Sagittarius and Mercury retrogrades in Sagittarius and Capricorn bookended 2016, right? The start of it, the end of it. And I think it's, and so the other retrogrades weren't in obviously Sagittarius and Capricorn. So I feel it really offers us an opportunity. Think back to the beginning of the year. I know things that were coming up for me in the Sagittarius and Capricorn rule parts of my chart. I've really worked on this year. They came up as a bit of an issue. I really started to sort of ruminate over them during the Mercury retrograde in January. And I've really worked on them over this year. So they're coming up again, ironically. Mm. Um, they're revisiting me because we yeah. know that Mercury likes to do all things re. Um, they're revisiting. But now that I'm, they're revisiting me, I'm looking at them from a, with a, from a different filter, from a different lens, from a different perspective. And I'm saying I can clear this up even more because Mercury does reward that's what people don't understand as well. It's everything Mercury re, you know, retrograde is a nightmare. It's not Mercury can also reward some of the biggest miracles. I've said this before, you know, and talking to you guys have happened to me during a Mercury retrograde. So How about during a so retrograde? So retrograde is a miracle. <laughs> uh, I love Elizabeth getting it in there. Yes. So retrograde. That's when I met you guys during the retrograde. Yes. How apt was that? It was oh. so apt. It really was. Just, we had you the first time on in January, in January of this year. Really? Can you I believe? That's so crazy. I know. We've known each other many lifetimes. Feels many so lifetimes. I knew so to wait when I saw you both. I was like, oh, God. You're like, oh, these are the people. God, I've got some karma, <laughs> grandma karma to deal with with these two. They're going to be a pain, really but I love therapy them. therapy twice, yeah. a, four times a year. I nearly have a nervous breakdown as a result. <laughs> We're intense. You both are, actually. Oh my God, so I wish someone would have filmed that session. Oh, my God. So, Ambi, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, this is actually pretty interesting. So, Ambi has worked with Stephanie and I this past year on our charts Mm -hmm. and using that almost what you would do in like a couples counseling (laughs) yeah we're in couples therapy scenario (laughs) but you use our charts to help guide the understanding of like where we both are where we're both coming from and using that and so stephanie as business partners and work husbands have been going to uh being counseled by ambi and Council, alchemy, is that the right word? Yeah, alchemy with Ambi sessions. Yeah. yeah. And they've been it's so really helpful amazing. and have like really strengthened our bond and our working yeah. relationship. You, you've done very well, you two. Thank you. Yeah. It was a bit and like a pimple though. A pimple that wouldn't go well, away. Well, you know, when you're... But it's funny because like, you know what's interesting about that? And like, it's teaching me a lesson about like relationships in general, mm. like with, you know, family members or like a future relationship that I will have one day. Um, but all Call about that in, sister. I mean, I'm asking literally every stranger on the street if they're my husband, so I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I will know who your husband is when I see him. You will? I will. Fuck. Um, I, I gotta find him. I mean, you take grandma out with you the whole time. I think it's really important, though, to be able to do that because it's not like things between people. It's not like they 
go away. Like you're still gonna be who you are and like we're still gonna kind of repeat the same patterns or have things that like come up. But I feel like we are getting good at like talking about it. Like we're still content to each other and fight sometimes, but it's still <laughs> like, but, but it's like it, get, it goes away faster though too. I feel like whereas before it would like linger and there'd be stuff and now it's just like we address it and we are like finding solutions. We're just more trying quickly. to change the world and we need to like. We can't have our personal shit getting you in the way. You can't. But you'll be your, but I told you, you're soulmates, you know? Yeah. I mean, maybe not in that romantic sense. Stop Steph falling in love with me. <laughs> Elizabeth is touching <laughs> Stephanie's knee, by the way, right now. Um, you know, maybe not in that, but you are, you know, you're soulmates. And that's, and that's yeah. was obvious from your charts. And with yeah. so any soulmate relationship, it's there to make us grow. Yeah. And it's not always easy. So I think all relationships, all of our platonic, close one to one relationships, need to go through this totally so, but you've you've both been open and you've done the work and just like Pluto and just like Saturn where the poopy bit happens then you have you break down you break through and then yeah. the, the miracle happens yeah and I know what's coming for you guys next year and it's going to be great really yes oh, what is it I'm not telling you <laughs> <laughs> tell us tell everyone no, no. <laughs> Elizabeth will freak out if you tell people I'm, I know she will you know me <laughs> thank god you're vice I'm, versa yes. yeah. I'm like I want to know like, guys I'm superstitious and I like to hold things tight Conce- Feel your blessings. Exactly. And I like to vomit information <laughs> onto everybody all the time. And such why we work on our relationship. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> as well. the great Paula Abdul once said, opposites attract. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lordy. So okay, so we're in this retrograde, and uh, what are we? What okay, are we so doing we're in about this. It? So in this retrograde, yeah. right? So to, going, going back, just a simple exercise everyone can do. Yeah. Um, over the, the look, we've got a full moon next Tuesday. I'm going to write a blog about it. It's Tuesday, the 13th of December, and I think that we could all answer these questions um, around this full moon. Uh, what were my disappointments this year? Uh, what did I learn? How do I limit myself? And how can I stop? Ooh, I just got chills. So those four questions in relation to the Capricorn and Sagittarius ruled parts of our charts. Sometimes I have a hard time with that. Okay. When I, okay, so with the, with the ruled part of your charts, and I feel like other people have kind of expressed this mm-hmm. to me as well. So you look at your chart. Yeah. And it's like a big circle. Big circle. Or and then the way it is on your website, then you scroll down and it's like sun and Scorpio. And then it kind of um, illuminates the qualities Sometimes I have a hard time doing um, abstract thinking on how to apply the qualities to the to the thing that's happening, if that makes sense. Don't do that. Okay. So instead what you do is look at the big circle, yeah. which is divided like into pieces, wedges of cake. Yeah. Look at where the Capricorn glyph is or the Sagittarius glyph is or both those glyphs are. Look at which house that represents. Okay. So it could sometimes it's over two houses. It could be your second and third house. It could be your fourth and fifth house. Okay. Look at the life areas that are governed by those houses. You can ask me on Instagram or you can Google it. Okay. But I'm happy to answer like any what of those questions. Life, what life area does the second house govern? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And then and there'll be lots more on my website to teach everyone about this next year. Okay. Um, and then you look and then you ask yourself those four questions that I've just mentioned in relation to those life okay. areas this year. Okay. So that's a nice clean template. Yeah. Then write a burn and release list over anything you were disappointed about that you just want to release and let go of in relation to those life areas this particular year. 
burner next Tuesday at the full moon. Okay. You can do a couple. I'm, I've been doing a lot of burner release lists recently. You know, do a couple of burner release lists and then just think about when you're setting your resolutions for the new year. Or intentions. Intentions. I like intentions yeah. as well. Yeah. Setting little, your intentions. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think intentions is a much so when you're setting your intentions and you're visioning your you know your next your year to come, you can think about what you want to manifest in those areas of life, having learned the lessons and having integrated them. Cool. That's yeah. Very homework. Homework, but another nice bit of homework. Just to shout it out there is on the winter solstice. It's um, the twenty first of December, and it's the darkest night of the uh, year. Darkest day, sorry, of Mm -hmm. the year. And that darkness can really show us where we can really embrace our own darkness in order to transmute it, in order to convert it into light. Because, you know, we are all, I always say this to people, it's like, I'm not like pure light by any means. Like I have my shadow, but I just embrace my shadow. I use it and take it and transform it. So the winter solstice could be a really nice time having done the release list around the full moon, having done this homework, maybe having thought, just meditated, thinking about what you want next year to be thinking about how can I take any of what I perceive as darkness in my life from this year or darkness or, you know, personality issues, whatever, in my, you know, anything that I see as being shadow aspect of myself and how can I take that and convert that into being my light? Ooh, I like that. And using that to propel me forward into 2017. And then do a nice little ritual. I love doing candle rituals, salt baths. They said, like, you know, spraying myself with all kinds of things. Ooh. I like Love all of that. Mm-hmm. This is good stuff. Okay, so we are getting towards the end of the year. Yes. Um, and the holidays. Yes. People like to give gifts. Yes. What's like a fun wellness gift that you're vibing on? Well, I think, you know, I think giving people a gift for the soul is always a gift. Any gift for, the, you know, you can give give people a gift that's going to keep on giving. Mm-hmm. Is I, and I think I, I'm definitely, and this is in terms of even like my new my new dress, I'm, I'm right into recycling. Everything is. It's I'm, a lovely little dress, by the thank way. Thank you. Christy Dawn, I love them. Um, it's, I'm really into sort of gifts that are good for the environment, that are ethical and that are fair trade or, you know, and that give back. I mm-hmm. think gifts that give back to the person that keep on giving to the person and that have an element of give back into them are we all need to be shopping and spending our money in that way because I think that's just better for all of us, right? Um, it's better for the collective and we need to be thinking about that collective. You could also, you could, so you think about gifts like that, gifting someone something that's good for their soul as well as, you know, something fun that they're going to enjoy having. You can also gift people from my new range of products. Oh, shameless. A shameless plug. <laughs> um, never thought this would happen, but I've made my own range of products. That's yeah, so, so incredible. Tell us what, how this came about. So I use, in my Reiki healing sessions and sound baths, I use essential oils and I use sprays, aromatherapy sprays, and I was using them from this. I'm very obviously intuitive and I don't like sort of buying just products that are just there to be out there. You know, I like to buy things that are real. And I found this company in Lummi Island in Washington State, population thousand, shaman that lives there on this protected land in seven acres of land who's been making these um, aromatherapy sprays with essential oils, flower essences and charged in a crystal grid matrix. So I flew over, I took two flights, one car journey and a ferry journey and went over there in May after the new moon in Taurus and um, ended up sitting down with her and we were channeling and we came up with three different sprays because obviously I like to work with the cosmos. So we came up with a release spray which is for the full moon or whenever you need to just release and heal and let go, a manifesting spray and a connecting spray, which is about connecting our hearts to others, whether it's romantic, platonic, whatever. 
And um, these sprays you use in your healings and yes. they've had some pretty they've, Yeah, they've been powerful. really powerful. And I, you know, but then I just took the step, took it one step further to actually make them in my own range. So, yeah. So really exciting. Excited. Congratulations. So cool. And we'll girls. let everyone know when they can when are they get dropping? those online. Soon. 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 Very okay. soon. I have Before them. the retrograde? Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers but if you just put the positive intention, it'll be fine. Exactly. So yeah. we'll keep you guys posted and we'll definitely, maybe after the first of the year, be doing a giveaway. I would love to do a giveaway. Cool. Fantastic. All right, girls. All right. Well, this is... Is the, there anything else? Is there anything else? With the do you have any last, any final things that we feel like we need to uh, gift our listeners of knowledge? You know, I think that to take, I know... Really, I really want to actually, this is the thing. It's just like everything that you want as a change in your life. I know all, all of us want something. We want to manifest, right? We want to receive something in our lives. And I know what that feels like. I've had it myself. Be what you're wanting to manifest. Embody the traits that come from what you're wanting to manifest and give that to others. Mm. And I promise you, promise you, promise you, you will get, it will come back mm. to you. It will come back to you multifold. So just be the change that you want to see. It's beautiful. We've got Gandhi here. No. I love that. Thank you. No, that was practically his relative. <laughs> that was beautiful. Um, Andy, just want to say, looking back on this year, you've been such a rose, not only to this show and to our listeners, but in both of our lives. And so thank you. Aww. So much gratitude for you. And we're so excited to Aww. continue to have you on in 2017. Thank you, girls. Brian Grandma loves you both. <laughs> and everybody. <laughs> thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Yes, that's a retrograde. Do you know what time it is? Is it time for Roses and Thorns? It's time for Roses and Thorns. Play that jingle. It's time for R&T. Those stems and leaves. It's time for R&T. Those stems and leaves. Move down with R&T. The T is deep. Elizabeth is never gonna tell us how they're feeling now. Ooh. What? Love it so much. Yes. So good. Always love it forever. Always love it. Um. So. Wait, is my rose... I just thought of something when you said, when you what you just said. Hmm. I just thought of Mariah's world, and I just wanted to put it out there. Yeah, I want to thank the gods for delivering that to us. Yeah, as you as you may recall, we talked about our anticipation of Mariah's world. Yeah. Although we did say we wanted to wait and let and bank some episodes yeah. so we can do a full binge. Yeah, we didn't do that. We no. went full in yesterday on the first app. Yeah, with our former guest and friend Ali Hilfiger. Yep. Had a fun little gathering. Anything that is an excuse to bring people together to eat chips is my rose. Yeah, of course. Um, but also, Mariah's world is a world I like to be in, is yeah. all I have to it's say. It's opulent. Yeah, it's opulent, and there's a lot of uh, bustiers and tights. A lot of lounging and lingerie. Yeah. <laughs> I really, if I could take anything from the elusive chanteuse that is Mariah, it would be more silk negligee in the daytime. <laughs> in life? Yeah. I really need a kimono ASAP. Yeah. Is what if I there's really one thing we, we've learned, everyone needs a silk kimono for for all the time, really. That's so funny. Elusive chanteuse. I love these. Because I, really, I was saying that yesterday when we were watching, and I was like, it's weird that she's, like, talented. Like, Right, she's you such forget. a personality that I forget that she has like this incredible skill. Yeah, she's she's pretty next level. She's extra. She is defined as extra. Say. Yeah, what those millennials are like saying. The millennials, although will say. I, we are millennials, I, I recently looked into it. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, That's until good to you're know. a millennial until 1994, I believe. Mm. It's like 70, 
70, fuck, I forgot. So it casts a wide net. It does cast a wide net, yeah. Much like this show. Yes, exactly. All right, well, that's great. You know what another show that I really enjoyed that I wanted to talk about last week, but I forgot? What? It's on Netflix. It's called Dr. Foster. It's a BBC. Actually, the full title is Dr. Foster, A Woman Scorned. Oh. It's a six-part series that was on the BBC. It's now on Netflix, guys. I recommend it. It's Ooh, really good. I watched that. it all in one sitting with my parents. Wow. Um, it's great. It's about a woman who suspects her husband of having an affair and all that happens in this like small little town. Dr. Foster, scorned woman. It's really good. Okay. Better so or worse than the actual affair. Those were all, it's different. Okay. Way different. Wait, which the affair, oh my God. Yeah. This is the TV portion yeah. of the show. Um, <laughs> We're watching a lot of TV right Yeah, now. it's cozy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, roses, thorns, what's happening? Well, I feel like I want to toss to you first. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well. I feel like last week I steamrolled your roses and I want to give you oh, your full Oh, thank you. Platform. I don't recall that, but sure. Sometimes I just get kind of manic, you know? Yeah, I get that. <laughs> we all do. So, Roses. Okay, I'm gonna say a thorn that has is slowly morphing into a rose in my life. Okay, uh, something I've struggled with since I was 11 years old is the insane period cramps, like debilitating. First of all, hold I, up. I know 11. <sighs> Damn, girl. I know. I I had this chest size in, in sixth grade. Sad. And then it just stopped. Were, were you like, my boobs are huge? I, no, I was like, oh no, I have boobs. <laughs> and then, now I'm like, oh no, I don't I have don't boobs. Have boobs. <laughs> yeah. No, it's cool. Love what you got. Yeah, for sure. So uh, really have struggled with this my whole life. I've gotten seen specialists, all everything mm-hmm. under the sun. And Eleni, who is actually our Ayurvedic specialist who was on at the top of 2016, if you guys recall that episode. If you haven't heard it, it's great. It's all about Ayurvedic intro into that whole world. She had talked about using heaps of cinnamon to help with the inflammation. Mm-hmm. And who reminded you of And Stephanie tip? reminded me of it. And I start, and just I think because it's a little colder out now, and by cold, it's like 60 some degrees. So oh, whatever. It's like 50. It's, it's a ch- <laughs> It gets down to 50 at night. So. Sometimes even 47. So I've been making, oh, so I've been making these hot <laughs> beverages, which I, I will share that recipe in a minute because I have this like morning tonic that is next level. But um, I've been doing about two teaspoons of cinnamon. And this is the first time that I've done it religiously every single day for the past month and a half. And I will say that my cramp scenario has drastically was drastically different. Also, there's been Boom. there's also been cryo involved and uh, some infrared sauna, which I also think aids to it. Ooh, I'm gonna go to cryo after this. But um, okay, <laughs> yeah. everyone take note, um, Rose. But uh, yeah, so that I'm really happy to report that something that's been a major major thorn that I know so many women struggle with yeah this cinnamon thing guys real 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 rose that's so incredible yeah. i'm so happy i i just want to you know i'm your rose like i yeah. reminded you stephanie you're the rose but whatever i mean you know just give credit where credit's due right and then also <laughs> i will say we had a really lovely beauty date that was so fun. This week. We went to Laguna, you guys. And if you don't think that Hillary Duff's Come Clean wasn't playing in my head the entire drive down there, <laughs> you got another thing coming. You don't know who, who you're talking to right now. But anyway, that's who a are Laguna Beach to? reference. <laughs> anyway, or who you're listening to. We're, yeah. talk, we're talking. We're having a full conversation. You guys are talking back, yeah, obviously. I'm sure they are. They're like, shut up about the reality television. <laughs> my God. Um... So we went to this incredible place 
Roots Beauty. Mm-hmm. Laura and Grace invited us. They're so, you guys are so incredible. Thank you so much for having we us. Got it was schooled 101 in like all the fun developments in the non-toxic beauty space at the moment. And my favorite thing that Laura said was she's like I care about looking good first and then I don't want toxins on my body. Yeah. Like it's like really cuz that's the one thing I've noticed within the non-toxic beauty space a lot of times the products just like Aren't don't good, do yeah. what they're supposed to be doing because they're taking out the things that like make the color stay on or yeah. make the pigment what it is. Yeah. And so it's been really fun to explore these brands that are really forward thinking in the space and really walking the walk and talking the talk and delivering great products. And I, also like I feel like I had never known how to apply my makeup until we went down there. That was cool. She offered some really cool techniques. Like tapping, using a brush. We did a cute little Instagram story if you guys caught it. Anyway, Ilia is a brand I love, Vapor Beauty, and then this new thing that I knew nothing about that I'm sure probably everyone else did, and I'm just late to the party, the Konjac sponge. Oh, have you used it? I haven't used one yet. I've used it. Okay. So essentially, guys, this is a natural cleansing sponge that's supposed to help naturally exfoliating and killing bacteria on your face. And so I had seen it for the first time at Roots Beauty, and then we were at Dream Collective in Silver Lake yesterday, and they were carrying them there too. And apparently this is something that, like, if you're dialed in, you know that this is a must-have in your beauty arsenal. Yeah. Shall report back on how it is. I've used it twice. It's a daily little exfoliating sponge. Yeah. So Incredible. Rose, 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 rose. Rosy cheeks. Done. What about you? Um, so I, I remember when I said, oh, I know what my thorn is, but I forget. So my rose now is... Um, Sorry to call it back to politics, you guys, but we're just all paying attention, and I feel like that's part of our wellness journey now. Sure is. And I don't know if you guys caught the Daily Show where he had on Tommy Tommy Lauren. I'm so obsessed with her. It's disgusting. No, I know. Same. She's such an anomaly of a person. Fascinated. It makes no fucking sense. So Tommy Lahren is this girl who's like a super conservative pundit, basically. She's like 24 years she's old. She's 24. She has like millions of followers on Facebook, and she's extremely Republican and conservative. And what I love, so Trevor had her. Trevor Noah. I guess this is a rose and thorn. So Trevor Noah had her on the program in an effort to do what we had discussed in our episode with have a politics conversation. is have a conversation and be open to hearing what the other side has to say and really engage in dialogues because understanding leads to change or at least leads to coming to a place where people can come together and work together and unify. And so he had her on the show, and which I thought was really, really cool to invite someone like that onto his program. And it was program. cool of her to go. 100%. The whole thing was awesome. And... What happened was he got hit with a fuck ton of crazy backlash where people were like, yeah, you put that bitch in her place and you did this. And we're using kind of like the rhetoric of the people that the liberals point their fingers at to congratulate him. Mm -hmm. And then also we're shunning him as well. Like, why would you invite that person and all this shit? So then he went on Breakfast Criminals, which is this radio podcast thing. Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club, sorry. Breakfast Criminals. (laughs) Breakfast Criminals, last week's guest. guest. Sorry. And kind of talked about that experience. And I just, I feel like I tweeted it and I want everyone to watch that because it's, he's so articulate and he explains it in such a succinct way, like why it's so important to have those conversations and why 
using that kind of rhetoric to congratulate and or shun him is just layering in the problem and I feel like that is something that I'm seeing a lot on the internet especially where people are like these liberal woke fucking people are using the exact same language to point fingers at the people that they're can't have an intelligent constructive conversation if you're commenting on like somebody's color hair yeah or like their gender or whatever or their intelligence level it just isn't it just isn't the vibe. Yeah, so but that side note, yeah. I saw this on <clears throat> TMZ that him and Tommy met at the Bowery Hotel for a drink after no, the whole thing. No, that's not true. That's fake news. This is the other I thing. I saw it. I saw the photos. They and cut. And they interviewed her afterwards. Yeah, but at that drink was his producers and her producers. He talks about this on Breakfast Club. Oh. And TMZ cut out the people to make it look like they were on a date. But oh, it like, didn't look like they were on a date. It looked like they were just like homies broing out afterwards. Oh, no. So they, because of what happened, like because of, because immediately the internet reacts, you know, because mm. she posts everything live on Facebook. They took her out to like thank her for coming and like to continue to have like a unified conversation yeah. where it's like, it's not us versus them. It's it's totally like it's all of us. Everybody wants what's best for the country and for themselves and for each other, you know, and whether the modality of how we get there is the difference in the conversation. So they just wanted to like continue that conversation yeah. and have a unified front. And people took that, like the fake news situation is out of fucking control right now. Right. And then all of these like tabloids were like, oh, Trevor Noah has Tommy Lahren on the program. And now he's trying to fuck her. And he's just like, what? Like, it was my producers. And then even on Breakfast Club, they're like, well, did you pay for the drinks? He's like, I mean, my producers paid for like, it. Fuck fuck it. What are these questions? Um, so, But I will say, I am so fascinated by her. Yeah. When I first discovered her, I went on this deep, me too, deep internet journey of listening to the insane shit she says but she says it but the other thing about what she says is like it's not everything is an opinion you know so from where she's coming from it makes perfect sense and I think that's what's so fascinating and she's like what oppression what this what that it's like you're just sitting in a place where you refuse to entertain anyone else's life experience to that informs their opinions on things and that's what's and there's so many people who follow her too and feel the same way or follow her and don't feel the same way I feel like a lot of people like hate follow her oh yeah like I was watching her videos in my room because I wanted to see her on Trevor Noah and then I just like went down the fucking rabbit hole and I suddenly got really paranoid that my roommate would hear me and like watching her and think that I was like in some awesome it was like just because you watch something doesn't mean that you agree with it it's also like coming from a place of just curiosity curiosity and fascination so i wanted to give my rose to trevor noah for having the courage to have that conversation it is a pretty frustrating half hour though when you watch it because it's like but he, d- he also doesn't he also doesn't like what something that bill maher does that i hate is that he gets aggressive with the people and mm-hmm. he like really kind of bulldozes them with his opinion and does use aggressive language to try to make them look stupid and like he'll bang on his desk and he'll like yell and I loved how composed and open Trevor was because he fully let her express herself. And then he was like, but factually, this is where your your angles don't kind of add up. And I thought that was, that is the kind of way that we need to have those conversations if we're going to have them to understand each other. If you don't have understanding, how are you ever going to have progress? 100, Steph. So, sorry, that's not like a real wellness rose, you guys. Let me think about my wellness rose. Um, I think that is. Sex dust? Forever. Forever. You guys, buy it. Do it. 
fucking fuck your life away. So, oh, I'll say what, my, what I'm doing these tonics in the morning. Yeah, I do Because everyone's been asking me, yeah. and I'll post something on it. But, okay, hot water, almond milk, a ton of cinnamon, so like two teaspoons. Teaspoon of sex dust, and then I put a in... A teaspoon or the whole packet? You're not putting the whole I have, in. I have a... The whole packet. I have, but I have a jar of it. Oh, you do? So, oh, right. Whatever you do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then. Uh, sorry, sorry, Sammy. And then, hold on, let me think. Oh, and then I put in this prebiotic from Nude Co., which you guys can find, like any powdered prebiotic, or what really works well is like a even a protein powder, like a flavorless protein powder, just to like, if you're not ready to have a breakfast right away, you can kind of have something and it will. Tied you over exactly, and then the piece de la resistance, little brain octane from Bulletproof Coffee. Oh, throw that in, whip it up. I make it in the little whip it, whip it good. Uh, in my magic bullet, which is not a vibrator, it's a blender, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and it's delicious. And it puts some pep in your step, and you can put honey in it if you want. I don't need it, but. I don't need it because I'm like a wellness but expert that, who can like take sex tangy dust flavors. Will, will raise your vibes and make you love life, even if you're not feeling it that day. Tight. Yeah. Did we cover our bases? Well, we have one more. Oh, the We've giveaway? We've got a really exciting end of year giveaway in honor of our merchandise launch, which we do have the totes up right now. We will provide a link, but it's represent.com slash that's so retrograde. You can get your that's so retrograde totes and more items coming soon. We are partnering with the wonderful non-toxic nail polish line Spa Ritual. Ooh, I'm going to go home and give myself a mani now. a giveaway of some that's so retrograde gear and the Spa Ritual holiday collection. And how do you enter, one might ask? Tag us. Here's what you do. No. Oh. Um, to enter... <laughs> Comment on our Instagram or tweet at us and let us know what your favorite So Retrograde episode of 2016 was. Not only are we excited to hear from you and give you a fun gift from our hearts, one person will win, but we're going to use this in a fun like wrap up to hear about uh, you know what you guys were feeling this year so we can do like a fun little wrap up segment on the show. Yeah, like I love the idea of like you hearing the episode then you going and doing something in your life because of that and I want to totally. hear all those so stories. So let's just hear like we'd love to hear from you yeah. what what resonated, what you loved and uh we'll announce so the the giveaway goes till December 19th, which is also the last comedy show of the year. If you guys want to come to our comedy show, let us know. Yeah, if you're in L.A., we have our comedy show at No Name on Fairfax. I do not do comedy. Steph hosts it. We produce the show. We have incredible talent that comes through. So good. Does stand up. It's become such an incredible night. I will say that that's been one super rose Mage this year rose. Is, is seeing this show develop and grow into like such its own <laughs> little entity. Our little baby has legs. And uh, so if you guys want to come, please hit us up and we'd be happy to add you to the list because yes, it is a list because yes. We are cunts. Exactly. So without further ado, I say we sign off this wonderful show. Thank you so much Shalom. to Ambi for being here as always. And uh, you guys can find us at So Retrograde. Check us out at that's so retrograde.com. Email us at that's, that's a retrograde, retrograde at gmail.com. Gmail.com. And uh, I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Simbari. And namaste listening. Bye. Yes, that's a retrograde.